homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Today, I want to talk about a remarkable teaching of the Buddha on the full moon of the third lunar month that we call Maga Puja. An amazing event happened which had four unique factors. On Maga Puja, the Buddha gave the Dhamma that was the heart of the Buddha Sasana, called the Owada Patimoka. There were 1,250 monks who came together without any prior notice. These days, 2,000 or 3,000 monks could come together but with notice before they would send invitation letters, but these days they may use a social messenger app to notify the monks of the day and time to meet. And these are monks that are not yet fully enlightened Arahant monks. In the present day, to find just one monk who is an Arahant is not easy at all. But in the Buddha's time, it was very prosperous in terms of the development of the mind. There were 1,250 monks who were all Arahants, and the type of Arahant that the Buddha had personally ordained himself. And they were Arahant monks who had high mindfulness and wisdom, had great knowledge and samadhi, that is, they possessed the six higher knowledges and the four analytical knowledges. So this day that the Sangha came together was a favourable occasion that the Buddha, as the head of the Sangha, gave this special teaching. Owada means teaching. Patimoka is the path to liberation. So the purpose of the teaching was to lay down the fundamental goal and the practice to enter into the Buddha's dispensation. All the Arahant disciples there had already reached this goal. But if future generation of Buddhists and disciples came to practice following these teachings, then they would be able to see the Dhamma, attain to Dhamma, and attain to the Supreme, which is Nibbāna. Nibbāna is the Supreme teaching, and this is what differentiates Buddhism from other religions. Nibbānaṁ paramaṁ vadanti Buddha. The awakened ones say, Nibbāna is supreme. We here likely know what the Buddha taught on that day. The core teaching of refraining from all evil, cultivating what is wholesome, doing all types of good, the goodness starting from dāna, generosity, sīla, morality, and bhavana, mental development. Make the mind peaceful and calm. When we look at sila and dana, we can compare them to the parts of the same tree. If we talk of sila, this is like the bark of the tree. Dana is like the leaves that are green and fresh. Sila, the bark of the tree. Samadhi or meditative concentration is like the soft wood of the tree. And when we talk about the heart of the Buddha's teachings, this is like the heartwood of that tree. In one tree, 
it isn't possible to have only the heartwood. The tree also needs the softwood, the bark and the green leaves. Then we say it is in full bloom. And we can see in harsh weather conditions the tree will drop all its leaves. Though it still has the bark and the softwood, but when we look at it, our heart feels dried up. Though we could say that the spiritual quality of generosity are just like the leaves of the tree, but when the tree has no leaves, then it has no greenness, no freshness. Like in the past season where it has been so hot around the world, it was so hot and dry that trees had to discard their leaves. But when there are moist conditions, the soil is fertile, the leaves are green, then when we see it, we feel refreshed and uplifted. Everywhere we look, it's green. So the goodness done through giving dana is the starting foundation. And then with dana, we develop sila. Giving dana is like we are giving up evil. Giving up what evil? We don't want the possessions of others. What we have, we donate. We help for public benefit. We offer to the monastics. We support our relatives. We support our family. This is one of the highest blessings. We support our mother and father. We support our children and wife. These days it may be the wife supporting the husband, which is also a highest blessing. So to sustain the conditions for favorable relationships, it starts with giving material support first. This is the highest blessing of our life. The Buddha taught people from the very beginning. These beginning teachings of the Buddha start from sacrificing for the benefit of others first. To sacrifice what? Selfishness. This selfishness is this me, me, me. It is what makes the world all chaotic. First, selfishness makes our heart chaotic. Then the family becomes chaotic. Then the social group we are in becomes chaotic. Because of selfishness, the world becomes chaotic. But if we aren't selfish, then we can help society be peaceful and happy. So dana and making merit is giving up this selfishness. Keeping sila is protecting our selfishness to not come out through our actions and speech. Because when we do actions and speech without sila, morality, this is like we are harming ourselves first. And then we harm others as well. So not having sila harms others the same as it harms us. And when we do have sila, we don't harm ourselves and we don't harm others. We are keeping our inner defilements of greed, hatred and delusion controlled. But the mind still has the problem of thinking and mental objects coming up as normal. Yet if we are aware of these thoughts as they arise, knowing that the thoughts are not really ours, then there is no problem. On a deep level, we still believe these thoughts are ours. Good thoughts are our thoughts. Bad thoughts are our thoughts. When good thoughts arise, we are pleased. When we have bad thoughts come up, we don't want them to be there and this makes us feel bad and suffer. The mind drops. This is because we don't want it to come up. We don't want to have any bad thoughts at all arising. This is wrong view as well. We must understand that the bad thoughts are normal. When we practice, everything is there in the mind. 
may we be aware of it. If it is not good, then let it go. If it is good, then we use it for benefit. So the Buddha told us here to cultivate goodness to its completion, give up all the bad, unskillfulness in our actions, speech and the mind. The Buddha didn't teach us only to make our minds be meritorious and good and then to purify the mind. The Buddha knew that this evil or unskillfulness is able to arise in everyone. But we must strive to give up the unskillfulness, strive to not let the bad arise, strive to build goodness, strive to build merit. Train the mind, train in developing samadhi, do chanting and meditation, make the mind still and peaceful, chant a lot, butto a lot. Here, by chanting, I mean reciting a meditation mantra that is longer than the word butto, like itipiso bhagawa arahang sama samputo, until butto bhagawati. In one day, chant it nine times, eighteen times, a hundred and eight times, or more than that is even better. Chant until the mind can be peaceful. Then we are just left with the repetition of butto, butto, butto. The mind is peaceful and still. It is samadhi. This is then acceptable. Because this is goodness or a great level of goodness that has arisen. This samadhi is harder to develop than the other qualities. Dana we can do regularly. Sila we can do whether it's the five moral precepts, the eight precepts, the ten precepts, or the 227 precepts of a monk. But training to develop samadhi is another level harder than this. But it's not beyond our ability. It's not beyond what we can achieve through our efforts, as long as we do strive for it. Then we will be able to do it. We must be determined first, and be one who has the supreme goal in our sights. What is the supreme? Nibbana is the supreme happiness. We have the supreme goal that we will develop our minds from this life onwards. Even if in this life we can't attain it, then next life we will continue doing it until we can attain the supreme. We will get to Nibbana for certain. So we know the core principles to refrain from all evil, to cultivate the good and to purify the mind. These are the core principles. And what is the method to practice it? How to give up all evil? We give it up in the body. We don't use bad speech. We don't harm and hurt others in both our actions and our speech. We don't tell lies. We don't use speech that divides others, speech that is harsh or gossip. We don't harm others in our speech and actions. And on the level of the mind, we train to have samadhi. We can have forgiveness to others. And we have to practice this in the modern day as well. We can see that when infectious disease spreads, there are people that aren't cautious. This is also called not refraining from evil. They may have flu symptoms, runny or stuffy nose, fever, and they hide that they are sick and deny that they have caught anything. They spread the sickness, the flu virus is spread around a lot, and this makes others in society sick and infects others. 
and they are burdened and suffer. We can see this clearly in the present situation. Hiding the information that we have flu symptoms like stuffy or runny nose, fever, this is evil. Then what is giving up evil? This is to be honest and to say that we have the flu, we have a fever. We need to cover up our nose and mouth. We have to see a doctor and try to relieve the sickness and to protect ourselves. One, this will help us to recover. And two, we don't spread the sickness to others. And this is like giving up evil. If one becomes infected with the disease and hides the information and doesn't tell anyone, then it is increasingly spread around. More people become infected. And if there are many more infections, the whole world could even get infected. So it is very dangerous. So giving out honest information is also giving up evil. Protecting oneself from the flu, using a mask, methods of protection, taking medicine to recover, these are like giving up evil or the unskillful. And how to build goodness in this present situation. We can see an example in the doctors. They know if they treat the sick, they may become infected themselves. But doctors are building goodness. Some doctors even sacrifice for others' benefit to the point where they end up losing their own lives. There are some who build a great amount of barami, spiritual perfections. And being a doctor and having the heart of a doctor is about sacrifice. There are some nurses who have shaved their hair to reduce the need to look after their own bodies so that they can spend more time looking after others. Those that are studying to become nurses and doctors, they are determined and have a mind that is willing to sacrifice a lot. I had heard one story about a patient who had chickenpox, but if the doctor treated this patient, he would catch chickenpox as well and graduate as a doctor one year slower. But this doctor accepted the consequences because he had a heart of a doctor. He had to treat sick people and in the end he finished his studies one year slower. And in these days in the world there is this new coronavirus and those doctors and nurses they have to sacrifice their family duties in order to fulfill their duties to help the public. This is the heart of a doctor or nurse. On the birthday of their child they can't be there and so have to call and talk over the phone instead. They have no chance to be there on their child's birthday. They have to take leave of their child and wife because they'll be gone for a long time. The wife takes leave of the husband and family for the purpose of helping others. Helping people like this is also building goodness as well. This is self-sacrifice. And our Buddha made great sacrifices. When we think like this, we see people sacrificing in their own lives. We can then think back to the Buddha and reflect on the Buddha's virtues. The Buddha sacrificed in order to help the lives of so many others. The Buddha sacrificed many of his past lives. Why? So that others could be free from all suffering. The doctors in the present day they may be able to help free people from suffering in this present life. But the ones they help, in future lives, they must still go around the cycle of birth and death and have ongoing suffering. 
but the Buddha was the highest type of doctor of the mind and heart. Because the Buddha could free others from the ongoing cycle of birth and death in Sangsara. But the Buddha had to devote his life, his heart, his flesh and blood many, many times over until the Buddha could succeed and become a fully enlightened Buddha all through his own efforts. And so on this day of Maga Puja, the Buddha's teachings on this day are so remarkable. They are very, very amazing. To refrain from all evil, to cultivate the good, to purify the mind, Nibbana is the supreme. And the Buddha taught the monks in more detail than that, to dwell in a secluded place, to have effort and not be heedless. And these teachings are not just for the monks and novices, but all of you are also monks because you see the dangers in the cycle of birth and death. We are all Dhamma practitioners, those on the spiritual path that see the drawbacks in the round of Sangsara. So we have to practice. When the mind is peaceful and has Samadhi, then it's here that we can contemplate. This body is a heap of suffering. It's full of sicknesses, diseases and pain. Can you see it in the present situation? If one catches the virus just a little bit in the body, then the body will become a heap of suffering. Where will you have happiness? Will you escape death? Will you survive? If there are no medicines to treat one in time, then one will die, just like many have already. This is up to one's spiritual merit and karma. Some recover. So we can contemplate that life is uncertain. This body is a heap of suffering. The body is a physical form that sicknesses inhabit. Where does sickness arise in the world? If it arises in the air, then it's not a problem. But when it arises within our body, then it's a problem. So make the mind peaceful and contemplate this body. See this body as impermanent. See this body as suffering. See this body as not beautiful, that it must decay. The body is inherently empty. If we can see like this, then we are able to see Nibbāna. We must train in this way. The Buddha's teachings are very amazing. For us to be able to meet with these teachings is our great opportunity. We have met the most excellent jewel of Dhamma. So on this Maga Puja, we practice Dhamma as an offering. We strive to practice meditation. We strive to contemplate the Dhamma. And then we will gain knowing. And so refrain from evil, cultivate the good, and purify the mind to the highest. And in society, we can give up evil like I have explained. Maintain a strong and healthy body. If one has flu, be careful and treat oneself and don't spread the virus to others. Give up evil. Cultivate goodness. Help others. If we have masks, don't store them up but share them with others. Sacrifice and share. Because when we live together, having harmony leads to happiness in that society. Don't be prejudiced or detest those who are infected. Just try to treat oneself and protect oneself not to get infected. 
but don't detest those that are. May you contemplate and be diligent. May you all, the monastics and laity, may you all grow in Dhamma. May you be far from illness and sickness. May you grow in blessings.